0: Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Rangers snap up John Lundström as they prepare for their first pre-season friendly tonight. Could Aaron Hickey become Celtic's next summer signing? And it's the week domestic football kicks off again as we build up to the League Cup group stages. I'm Andrew McLean, joining me in the studio tonight is Hugh Kevens. Well,
1: you've got to say that John Lundström looks like a good piece of business on a variety of levels. English Premier League pedigree, signed under freedom of contract, good age at 27 and a Along with fashion Sakala, he is going to replace Gary Stewart and Zungu uh, for nothing for Rangers. So they are strengthening a squad who won the title by 25 points last season. Some Celtic fans might think that there's been a comparative lack of transfer activity at their club. Lee Griffiths was there already, so that's not an addition to the squad. That's standing still. And with respect, Osazi oragidi at 20
0: from Sheffield Wednesday is... A project, not a solution well, lots of transfer stuff that I'm sure we'll get our teeth into tonight and it's also just the return of football really because we've had a few friendlies over the last few days, Rangers in pre-season action tonight, they play against Partick Thistle away from home at 7 o'clock, Celtic have their first friendly um, down in Wales, I think they've travelled down there today, they play against Sheffield Wednesday the League Cup group stages kick off on Friday just a few days away, the first two games Celtic Hearts against Dundee United, Edinburgh City against Hamilton, just great to see domestic football back up and running again
1: Well we're almost there, uh, amazing to- think that Celtic in two weeks and one day will start off uh, their Champions League qualifiers and you have to say it's still a state of flux at Celtic while Rangers do appear to be in full motion, gathering momentum, another good signing today uh, and everything in their garden would appear to be rosy but uh, for Ange Postacoglu it's still a
0: confused looking picture two weeks ahead of a European tie. Well that's what Hugh Keevans thinks what do you think we want to hear from you Rangers fans are you happy with that new signing of John Lundstrom what do you think what other business do you think your club needs to do in this window Celtic fans does Aaron Hickey get the thumbs up from you how are you feeling about things with a Champions League qualifier just two weeks away fans of other clubs how are you feeling as we build up to the start of the season make sure to give us a call 0141 951 1025 or send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Let's start with that signing news Today though, Rangers completing the signing Of midfielder John Lundstrom on a three year Deal, he arrives on a free transfer His contract at Sheffield United expired This summer, he becomes their third arrival of The window, Namdi Offabar and Fashion Sakala also arriving on free Transfers, Rangers getting their business Done and getting it done early again Hugh Yeah, uh, and they are building From a position of strength Having won the league by
1: 25 points As I said at the start of the programme um, and everything for Stephen Gerrard is looking highly positive um, from this distance Andrew uh, not knowing who's going and who's coming to Celtic
0: uh, you would have to say that Rangers look firm favourites to, to win the title How much confidence do you think will be In that Rangers camp at the moment, going into uh, that friendly tonight, you know, it's obviously their their first action in a while, but they've got a very settled squad at the Mm. moment. Steven Gerrard saying that, you know, they will make additions, they've made one today, but... You know, It's not anywhere near like Celtic Where they've got wholesale changes They'll Uh, be pretty happy with the settled squad that they've got Of course, I I don't think tonight's team at Firhill Will uh, in any
1: way represent the side That would start a match for Rangers in the Premier League It looks to me uh, very much the case Of giving younger players a run out Uh, I, I see very few established first team names there However, Steven Gerrard can afford to approach his business in that way Ange Postacoglu getting everyone together in Wales, uh, a match to play on Wednesday. Um, But I I can't believe that the Celtic fans are happy with uh, the way things are shaping up at the moment when there's so much uncertainty. Norwich in for Christopher Ayer, apparently. Uh, You always think that one day somebody's going to offer money for Odson Edward. Crystal Palace uh, linked with Ryan Christie. Uh, And as I say, no... Marquee
0: signings made by Celtic at all. Well we'll give you that. Rangers team news at the moment ahead of that friendly tonight. I tell you what, it's been listed on their official Twitter page and a real pet peeve of mine. The the players are in numerical order. That's uh-huh. something I don't like to see because then especially see when you're trying to pick out quickly the lineup, I, I like to see it in positional order. That's great. But it's all right. We've got it here. It's gonna be Robbie McCrory in goal for Rangers. Looks as if it'll be a back four of youngster Leon King, Jack Simpson, George Edmondson, and James Maxwell. Then probably two holding midfielders, Ben Williamson and Lewis Mayo with Jordan Jones, Scott Wright and Glenn Middleton in behind Jermaine Defoe. So as you say, uh, it's a team that is is not stacked full of guys no. that you would regularly see in the starting lineup for Rangers but a positive that Steven Gerrard can get these younger players out there and really test them to see, you know what, Is there a chance that maybe they could play a part in the first team this season or are they more than likely to go out on loan? Well, one of the great features of last season
1: for Rangers, belatedly, was the introduction of Nathan Patterson to first team football, both domestically and in the European scene. So, can Rangers find another one from their own academy? Uh, That would be a very healthy start
0: for Stephen Gerrard on top of all the other good business that's already been done. Could this... Lundstrom deal maybe be another shrewd bit of business. We've seen Rangers do it in the transfer market, bring in players for, you know, on, on free transfers. It's the third they've done just this summer. Namdi Offer come in, Fashion Sakala, mm. who scored sixteen goals in the Belgian top flight last season. John Lundstrom, who has Premier League experience. Yeah. Rangers have said, you know, they need this self sustainability model where they need to bring guys in for, for a lower price and sell them on uh-huh. for a higher price. And that's really just how clubs in Scotland need to operate. I think at the age of 27 and on a three
1: year contract, uh, John Lindstrom is not about being sold on any stage. He's simply about strengthening an already strong um, first team squad. And with that English Premier League pedigree, uh, you know, he'll be a welcome addition. Uh, He's got good physical presence
0: as well I think he'll enjoy Scotland 01419511025 if you want to get in touch tonight first up is James a Rangers fan in Barhead James what's on your mind tonight
2: Even gentlemen, I hope you're well um, just about Rangers transfers so I, I think we're now in a situation we're only replacing and so obviously Zungu went back from his loan um, so we've got lunch from in today it's um, a so came in um, to replace Greg Stewart as you were saying, but I think the I think Kamarov will be leaving after the Euros. Um, I think he did only for Finland, so I think there's been a few some queries from the Premierships So probably launched him down to replace him. And I think next goes is because there's a lot of talk of Porto, but I just I don't know. There's been talk about Rangers going for Nisbet to replace him, but I think maybe somebody with a, a European pedigree now that are going for the qualifiers, cause the Champions League. I think for the a better target for us um, so I, I don't know what he's thinking about that
0: but I don't think Borel also will out here to the, the Champions League I think he'll be offered to Porto Well Hugh Ra- Rangers have said we've heard it from Ross Wilson and I think maybe Stuart Robertson as well they've said that you know Rangers will be in a position where they will need to make sales mm. that's just yeah. the, the club's business model is there any way To sort of second guess Who you think will leave Or is it really just A case of Rangers Just have to wait And see what offers come in Yeah exactly Whoever offers the best money For the, the top players uh, Then that will have To be considered No
1: club can go along and Particularly at this Juncture No club can go along Bringing in And bringing in Without somebody Going out uh, because clubs have lost a lot of money uh, since the pandemic uh, came to be uh, and Rangers are no different they've already gone on record as saying that players will have to be sold at some point that's the business model uh, so speculation has uh, linked Morelos with Porto uh, Camara as James and the line has said will always be linked with play- uh, other clubs because he's such a good player but at this time of the year you have to wait to find out what is purely speculation and what has any
0: basis in fact James given how Rangers have done their business over the last couple of years would you be quite confident that you know if Glenn Camara and, and Alfredo Morelos were to leave like you say that the club would be in a, a perfect position to be able to bring in the correct replacements and you know that there wouldn't be much worry ahead of the new season
2: I think we don't really need to replace Kamara if Lund- with Lundstrom coming in. I think it's Morelos' the issue. Roof is showing over a period of times where he's remained fit. That I think he's good enough to replace, but just a question mark over his reliability with his injuries. Um, so that's the only thing I, watch. I think. Sakala from what I understand, more of a wide player than he is through the middle. Um, so he's probably not had a direct replacement for Morelos. But I think um, I think other than that, we've only we've only strengthened what we've had previously, and I think. Cathy, is coming back up after almost a year out. Who was playing brilliantly before his injury. Um, as, I think, as, as we've said last year, several times, it will be two really strong players in each position. That's only got stronger so far. So I, it's just my concern as the up front. I think if Morelos does go, I think we need to we need to invest heavily in that area because with the amount of games we're going to have this season and big games we're going to have this season, we need we need uh, we need three or four strikers who are going to be able to. To kind of keep each other fresh up
1: front. Uh, I don't disagree with that. However, Morelos is still at the Copa America. Uh, you know, and he, uncertain when he'll be back. Um, I don't get the impression that uh, the bid from Porto is there on the table for Rangers to say yes or no to it. As I say, so much is speculation at this time of year. Um, but if Morelos did go, then of course, uh, Rangers would take some of
0: that money, some, not all, and uh, reinvest. When we've heard Stephen Gerrard and Ross Wilson talk about transfer windows, one of the things they've said previously, Hugh, is that they kind of work two transfer windows ahead. They've mm. always they've always got their eyes set on the future. So you'd think that if Alfredo Morelos or Glenn Kamara was to leave, that there will be, you know, a plan A, a plan B, a plan yeah. C in place, ready to go if they do get an offer that they feel is acceptable for one of these players. Well, all of the dealings so far would suggest
1: that the fans can have uh, uh, trust in those who are responsible for the recruitment policy and for the transfer policy. Um, So Rangers look very, very secure. And if one goes, then I'm quite sure that they do have contingency plans for whoever goes in whatever
0: position... John obviously Rangers in action tonight against Partick Thistle uh, gave the starting lineup a bit earlier on a lot of young players in there guys who haven't had too much game time is that something you're looking forward to being able to see these guys and, and see if any of them could potentially make an impact next season?
2: Um, sorry to say John there, Sorry to tell me um, Oh sorry yeah, James um, Sorry James <laughs> Sorry a confused um, No very much so I think um, I think what's been happening with the development of the squads and the younger world has been great in the last few years and um, I think it's just both to tie up with that what you were just saying regarding the transfer policy the Rangers have had with bringing players in during the Saturday Christmas break they were initially planned for the summer so your Scott Wright your Kamara's and your the frozen and Davies and stuff I think it's just been a lot of really Sort of shrewd decisions have been made to try and bring them in early and bed them out early. So, yeah, I think there's, I think we've got to just say, as you said, we've got to trust them what the decisions are because they've be pretty good so far. Um, but, yeah, tonight it'll be great to see what the young lads are about and um, we've got experience up front to help them. So, um, aye. it'll be uh, good to see how you do.
0: Hugh, is the priority now for Rangers? I know Stephen Gerrard's saying that he still wants to strengthen the squad, but also streamlining it as well because you look at a few of the positions Rangers have certainly at centre-back we've talked about it there's six senior centre-backs we're seeing Jack Simpson and George Edmondson getting their chance tonight but there's Goldson there's Balogun there's Katic to come back in there's Hellander who was obviously away at the Euros yeah as I say you cannot keep adding to a squad without
1: subtractions from the squad because the the club needs to tick over in a proper manner business wise Uh, so if you've got enough defenders to fill a double decker bus then you're you're going to have to say
0: goodbye to one or two of them if if the deal is suitable for you James how do you see that situation going this summer with the centre backs six different ones to choose from Steven Gerrard said that ideally it's it's four is the number that he would like to have going into the, the new season
2: I'm surprised that um, with Edmonton um, after what happened last year regarding the Covid breach um, I thought to be fair um, that because of the situation we had um, so many centre-backs then we would have accepted a bid for him But um, although apparently that happened in the summer and we knocked it back um, so I know he's a development player but yeah I think it's um, I think Goulton, Katic, um are near ones to be there um, I would keep Hellander. I think Balogun's done really well but um yeah, I think um, Edmondson's probably the first if one who's going to go. He'll be the first to go, but um, it's uh, it's good to see he's got an opportunity, to be fair. I don't think Stephen Gerrard's held that against him, but um, hopefully he's learned his lesson. But I think, um, yeah, if somebody's going to go, I think it'll be him first and foremost.
0: And Conor Goldson's an interesting situation, Hugh, because we heard Stephen Gerrard say towards the end of last season, you know, we want players tied down on long-term contracts. They offered James Tavernier one. That was sorted. Alan McGregor got another year. Stephen Davis got another year. He was in the, the press, Gerrard, talking quite heavily about Glenn Kamara, saying that he deserves a new contract. Connor Goldson only has a year left on uh-huh. his deal. You'd think that that'll be really high up on the priority list for Rangers to get something done in regards to his deal.
1: Well, a very reliable player who rarely puts a foot wrong. Uh, and I would have thought that the, the view would be Better
0: to have him than have him somewhere else. Yeah. Um, James, in terms of Conor Goulson, I'm assuming that as a Rangers fan, he's someone that you'd be desperate to hold on to and desperate to get tied down onto a long, long term deal.
2: Yeah, I hope he's next on the list to get signed up because when you think about the performers last year and everyone was talking about player of the years, it was Goulson, Tavernier, Davis, and McGregor. So when you get one of the players of the years, um, up in 12 months, he's got to be he's got to be signed up. So, and I believe he's like maybe mid to sort of going towards his late 20s. So, another two or three years on his current deal would be a, a really strong bit of business because again, I don't think it would be a, a surprise if other teams try to come in and bid for him. And with their model, regarding taking players, and making them better, and selling them on, it'd be an ideal, yeah, be a selling next to Malice to get signed up.
0: I mean he played every single minute of every single game In every single competition last season too. Yeah. That's obviously, you know, it shows Just how consistent a performer he was But it's maybe not ideal in a sense That when you've got so many competitions this season You'll have two domestic cups, the league Rangers will be wanting to get as far in Europe as possible That, you know, maybe they won't want Connor Goldson Doing the same again this season That they want to have maybe other options that can come in And, and give him a bit of a rest Well, if you have the definition of reliability
1: and that's what Goldson is, uh, then first of all, you extend the contract uh, and if he goes through a second season playing every minute of every game in every competition, domestic and European, then
0: why not? If he's consistent, reliable... Why not? Well, thank you to James. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. If you've got any thoughts for us tonight, make sure to give us a call or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB. We've also got the Partick Thistle team through as well for that friendly at Hill against Rangers tonight. It's Sneddon in goal, Foster, Holt, Aware, Tiffany, Bannigan, Graham, Bell, McKenna, Murray and Doherty. Um, look at the Rangers bench as well I didn't mention that earlier on because as we say it's, it's largely a second string side for Rangers but a, a few first team players could well get a run out the likes of James Tavernier Conor Goldson Yanis Hadji Stephen Davis Cedric Kitten Juaribo uh, Kamar Ruth Leon Balogun all in there so there could be plenty of game time for, for some of the bigger hitters as well Hugh Sounds like you could say half time right all of you off and all of you on Uh, It could be that type of exercise for Rangers 01419511025 Make sure to give us a call And you could be up next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Evans here with me Andrew McLean in the second part of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard 01419511025 if you want to get involved or you can send us a tweet at Clyde SSB Athol has given us a tweet he says replacing Stuart and Zungu with Lundstrom and Sakala that's a good upgrade without paying a transfer fee and Lubos11 is on Twitter as well he's talking about Celtic's link with Aaron Hickey he says I respect any young player that goes to a foreign country at 18 and holds his own it's a yes from me let's move on to that one Hugh because in uh, I think it was the Scottish Sun this morning uh, linking Celtic with a £3.5 million Mm. bid for Aaron Hickey a young player that we know obviously came through at Hearts played regularly in the Premiership for them before getting a move to Italy and they're reporting that that Celtic are now interested
1: well these reports are coming first and foremost from Italy
0: Uh, And the
1: the, the Italian press Have been suggesting that A bid is on the table With Celtic uh, You never know And you have a long wait in your hands Whoever it is Wherever he is Uh, So we'll we'll need to wait Until this story is firmed up In some way Um, But there's no downside To getting Hickey Uh, Anyone who can go To Serie A uh, And hold his place there uh, At that tender age has to be a good prospect He would not be coming as a project He would be coming as someone who would established His reputation here Was then sold to an Italian club And is
0: worthy Day of Celtic Bidding a
1: seven-figure
0: fee for him Yeah, he made 11 appearances in Serie A last season He did have an injury-disrupted season It meant he missed in the last few months of the campaign it was a shoulder injury it meant he had to pull out of international duty as well with Scotland under 21s eh, predominantly as a left back can play on the right as well so versatile but that full back area is something Celtic really need to address because at right back the only option is Anthony Ralston. at left back there's Greg Taylor Mm. and also volleyball Ball and Golly and it remains to be seen whether he'll still be a Celtic player come the end of the transfer window
1: there are many areas that have to be addressed and that is what has to be of concern. I think the the fact that Celtic sold a record number of season tickets shows an extraordinary uh, level of backing for the team in general, for Ange Postacoglu in particular. Uh, but Rangers are ready for
0: the start of the new season. Celtic are not 01419511025 if you want to get involved uh, we've got a couple of Johns on the line I'll go to John in Copebridge first John, Celtic like with a move for Aaron Hickey is that something that you'd like to see?
3: Ah, he's a very good young player he's a good prospect you know what I mean but as, as I said last week I spoke to you last week and should showed say there touched on and there's no projects anymore now this season for Celtic and this young boy's proved he can play at this level but uh, I think it'd be a good sign for Celtic, so I'll do. But, uh, Hugh, my main point tonight is uh, you need to calm down as well, Sure, You're getting too worried about Celtic signings. We'll get there, don't you worry. But my point tonight, sure, is about Christopher Ayer. To me, he's got no ambition if, if if he actually went to Norwich City. And I know it's all to do with money now. Maybe he's a stepping stone. But I think, uh, as I say, if he went to Norwich, I think it's a, it's actually he's got no ambition. I just want to know what you think, sure.
1: Uh, Well, no, it's England's Premier League I I don't think that you can be accused of lacking ambition If you go to England's Premier League It's the move that most players in Scotland would like to make Uh, They are newly promoted They may have a difficult time maintaining their place In the English Premier League But you cannot be accused of lacking ambition Because it's an upgrade on the Scottish Premiership
3: Nah, well, I, I don't agree with you there, I, I do think, should you think, Norwich Well, maybe the, the way we played last season I know way Norwich are a better team than Celtic
1: or Rangers That's not the issue, though The issue uh, yeah, well, is, is money well, That's what I'm saying but Listen, um, if, the, if the issue is money He's a professional football player If he wants to earn more cash in England That is entirely his prerogative And if he sees English football as an upgrade on Scottish football
0: That is also his prerogative Surely Is there a chance That people Once said about Virgil van Dyke That him moving to Southampton Didn't show Much ambition And he's not done Too badly Since he left John
3: Oh no that's what I'm saying I, I know that's what I say I spoke to the guy Before I got on I, I said maybe he's looked At big van Dyke, And obviously I'm I'm not I'm not actually I know maybe I'm having a go But if what he wants If he thinks it's a, An upgrade But to me He's going to a, a Far lesser club Than Celtic But obviously if it, It'll be trebling his wages Maybe But I think he could Maybe I know he was offered. It was promised last year, sure. Apparently that he could go, and, he, and they didn't let him go. So fair play to the guy. But I just think, I mean, he, another, he, I think Christopher Ayer, You probably think yourself Sue, he could go to a, a better club. But I, I honestly think he could shoot. Well, he's a good player. I'm not entirely
1: certain. I mean, by a big club, do you mean? Man United, Liverpool. No, I, I, I don't think that yet, mate. Know what I mean? But as I said, saying that well to
3: say, maybe I'm, I'm contradicting myself, or maybe he's going to a Norwich to maybe try and get a move Like Van Dyke to a different club. Know what I mean? To prove and to in, in better his sell. Know what I mean? But I just think Norwich. I mean, the, the last time they were up, don't be wrong. They got a, a few good uh, products the way they wanted to play their football, but it didn't keep them up. But I just think, honestly, that if it if he, he, could, he could do better, going to a, well, I think a better team. Know what I mean? Like. I, Not, to me, Norwich will be fighting relegation. To me, he could go to the middle of the t- table like West Ham or something like
1: that. Well, on the basis that Andy Robertson went to Hull and then went to Liverpool, and Van Dyke went to Southampton and then went to Liverpool, uh, who knows where Christopher Ayer might end up. But to be honest, John, I think your concern should be if Ayer goes, then what does Celtic do about it? Because at the moment, are you happy with the way things are progressing? Because you're telling me to calm down. Why are you telling me? I don't know. Because you know, you're going on about it all the time. That's all you keep going on about it. How
3: oh, but this two weeks? Last week it was three weeks in a day. Now you've it's two weeks in a day to the Champions League. I know that. And I said to you last week, hopefully this guy will give this guy a chance. And hopefully he's going to pull out a few crackers maybe on the Asian market Sure, We don't know this. And maybe obviously you're more. You're more a chance of knowing better than me because you're in journalism. But to me, I think this guy could pull it a few crackers. You know what I mean?
1: Well, the only point I would make to you is that Ange Postecoglou needs help here. He's arrived in a country of which he has no experience, and he's inherited a team who are in severe need of rebuilding and who have just come off the back of one of the worst seasons in their entire history. Now he's been here for three weeks. Part of that time in London self-isolating The rest of the time, Lennox Town Today, he's off to Wales with the squad And in that time, John The only transfer business conducted by Celtic Has been to retain a player they already had That's Lee Griffiths And to bring in a 20-year-old, Osazi Oragidi Who is not a solution to the problems that Celtic have He is a project he may or may not Succeed in the future You cannot tell me John That you are happy With that rate of
0: progress When Celtic need to get The squad refurbished Well thank you to John In Coatbridge, Bridge 01419511025 Let's stay on the phones And let's go to another John Who is a Celtic fan In the East End John what have you got For us tonight? Uh, hi Andrew Hi Hugh
4: um, Hugh you just took me Perfectly late Into my point um, Celtic whether we're being quoted as signing Hickey or Nisbet or whoever, I thought personally when this new guy came in, Dominic Mackay, a completely different setup away from the Peter Lawlow and everyone else who went where, that things would be different. But it's exactly the same. We're constantly just dragging our heels out of the line. Every other team in the league is all boat. Aberdeen, they're all boat. Seven, eight players. Rangers—they've got their team they've got and ready to go. And as usual, Celtic just drag their way right up to the, the finish line. They might get these boys great, but the whole point of the, the restructure for Celtic, for in my, as far as I was concerned, was because we're bringing in all these new signings. Hopefully, we'd have had them in quicker, so we can get them all bedded in and ready to go. Because. Like you said, okay, two weeks in a day until we play Champions League. I know we've got a few friendlies before then, but we're still no signing anybody. No. We're no signing the players we need for the positions we need them in. We're still just, it's all paper talk. Uh, we're, we're, we're possibly going for Hickey. We're possibly going for Nisbet. We're possibly going for some guy who's playing for another Sheffield Wednesday or whoever. Why does it take so long to, to sign somebody? From a Celtic perspective
1: Compared to every other team Well I wish I could give you an answer But I can't When Neil Lennon left And Celtic were looking for a manager 100 days plus passed. They wasted more time on Eddie Howe Than you could possibly have imagined And then when he said no They took on Ange Postacoglu And this man has inherited A club A team that really needs to be rebuilt and rebuilt fast. The response from the Celtic supporters, and I am paying tribute to them here, has been extraordinary. To shift that many season tickets while not having a clue who will play for Celtic at the start of the new season is incredible. The response from Celtic to the refurbishment that needs done has been very poor. I don't think that the, the fans... Can be in any way happy with the the way things are at present There may be a glut of sidings around the corner I do not know But time keeps dragging on And speculation mounts upon speculation But nothing ever seems to get done
0: I know there needs to be urgency at a time like this Hugh But can you be lenient or give any forgiveness just because... There's so much change going on at Celtic There's a new director of football uh, Sorry, there's a new chief executive There's a new manager Is there not surely going to be some teething problems When there is, you know, so many new people in, in higher roles Or do you still think that, you know what The signing sh- should have been made by now Or should be getting made in the next couple of days I just think that
1: Dominic Mackay's been talking to uh, Ange Postacoglu, uh for weeks now And the only actual new signing Is a 20-year-old from Sheffield Wednesday And even the the people who have worked with him Say that what might need to happen with him Is he gets sent out on loan to another club To get first team football So as a
0: response To the kind of season that Celtic had I think it's very poor John are you concerned You know we're only Sort of just over two weeks out from Celtic's first competitive game That qualifier against Mitchell And you look at the squad at the moment You're saying you know, there needs to be a lot of signings made It's not happening Is there a concern going into that game When it's so important in terms of prize money That, yeah. that there's not the movement you're wanting
4: I don't know about a concern Andrew I think it's more of a frustration than anything And even though I know There's all these guys that are well, We're talking about going in all these guys that are talking about going out Whether it be Ayer, Edward, Christie With all accounts, they're still there. Do you know what I mean? Um, They're still in contract. They can still keep them. We may well start the season with them all there. Whether or not they want to be there or not is a different story. But if nobody comes in to buy them, then they're still playing for Celtic, regardless. Uh, I know Edward and I know we have been different pundits on different nights, and I've listened to a lot of them saying that Edward is probably Celtic's best player. And I probably would agree. But what we want is, we, we want as players who want to play for that jersey. And it, it want to play for Celtic. want to play in the Scottish League. Regardless of who they are, what the name, what they come from, where they've been before, they want to play for Celtic. That's all we want. And it's a frustration that they've no signed anybody. Maybe they will. Maybe I'll eat my words a couple of days' time when they've signed half a dozen boys. Great. And I hope they do it. But, why
1: drag your heels? Just get it done. Well, it's been a story that has um, dogged Celtic, uh, not just this year, but in years gone by. I won't say John McGinn, but John McGinn was a case in point. Um, so Celtic have to get the finger out here because uh, if Ange Postacoglu can convince Odds Edward to stay, can he? Get a good season out of him Because it would be the season Where he runs down his contract And Celtic would get no money for him then Is that good business? Uh, Can Ange Postacoglu Convince Ryan Christie That he'd be better off Staying at Celtic And extending his contract I think that would be good business For Celtic If he could do that But there's so much uncertainty About Who wants to go Who wants to stay There's so much uncertainty About which
0: new players Can be brought in There is just full stop, too much uncertainty. I mean, Celtic travelled down to Wales today for their pre-season training camp. Watson Edward was part of the travelling party. So was Christopher Eyer, So was Olivian Cham, who there's a lot of question marks over. There was talk that he was potentially going to AEK Athens and mm. then the goalposts were moved on that move. And now we don't really know what's happening with him. volleyball and Golly as well. A player that was out in the cold, went to Turkey last season on loan. These are situations that, that need to get sorted out. But while they're there, Ange Postacoglu... Needs them in training And potentially Could end up using them In these qualifiers Without doubt I mean And Shams a good player
1: But lost his way at Celtic Edward was Celtic's top goal scorer Last season But for many fans Wasn't giving As much as they wanted to see Um, They've had the trauma Of last season Ange Postacoglu Has to find out Who's with him And who's not interested In the immediate future For Celtic And I'm quite sure Listening to the man uh, that he'll work
0: that out Very quickly Well thank you to John 01419511025 Give us a call And we could be speaking to you next
1: 01419511025 This is Scottish Football's league Leader
0: Clyde One Super Scoreboard Hugh Keevans here with me, Andrew McLean in the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard 01419511025 if you want to give us a call or you can send us a tweet at Clyde ClydeSSB a couple of tweets coming through a couple of points to put to you Hugh Ryan says in response to the chat there Dominic Mackay only started four days ago what would you like in that period? Miracles I suppose he did only start officially four days ago but there's been quite a long transition period I, in there
1: I never mentioned Dominic Mackay's name I think that the, the since the end of the season, the amount of time wasted on Eddie Howe uh, and no business being done, remember, from the end of the season in May until now, in July, Celtic have retained Lee Griffiths on an extension to his contract and signed a 20-year-old from Sheffield Wednesday. And that is it.
0: Uh, Ross McLaren also on Twitter He says None of these new signings Will be projects Hugh thinks Osazi uh, Origide is a project When he's 21 And you think Hickey won't be When he's 19 He's asking for the sense And that is I suppose the, the point you were making Was that Aaron Hickey Has played in the Scottish Premiership Before and, and
1: been good enough To be bought by a Serie A club And good enough to play in Serie A Therefore He's got the game time Under his belt And he would come to Celtic As an established player ready to play first team football with respect to
0: Osazi or Agidi, he's not in that position. Oh one four one nine five one one oh two five if you want to get involved tonight. Alec is a Celtic fan up next. Alec, what's on your mind?
5: Hi Andrew, hi Gru.
0: Hello.
5: Uh just uh, just listening to the show and uh, again it's like you know everybody's panicking the same way as with Eddie Howe. No. Obviously, everybody thought that Eddie Howe was going to be the Celtic manager. Then it turned out to be like Celtics uh, protected themselves, mail or whatever. Now, of need the need press, Nadie knew anything about Ange Positive. Pos, well, Ange, right, let's call that. Nadie knew anything about this guy. Yeah. There were all these names bandied about. And it's the same with the players. Like, say, you can see where Ange going for. He's wanting young, he's wanting dynamic. If we get Hickey on line, if we get this, and I know you're going to say, shoot, so I. But again, we don't know what Celtic's doing That's the thing with Celtic now, Celtic next week could have four new players in the books But either way, I think that just talking about my club A lot of money, like players being bought for one million One and a half million, two million, three million There's been a hell of a lot of money that's been wasted Now Andrew's only been in his position And I know that it's time to quarantine They can looking at players Maybe he's he's had 2 a four sheets worth of players put to him. Maybe that's not what he wants. And this guy, and I don't care how long, but this guy needs two or three transfer windies and I know we're all getting wrapped up in Celtic winning in the league like next year because you get into the Champions League. Me, I'm quite relaxed, I'm quite confident about next year. Or already I can see I'm buying into with this guy, his philosophy. Now, Rangers are a good team. They're not a team the way that Brendan Rodgers had. So, I still believe the transition itself is in. I still believe that we can compete for the Championship next year. Eh, sorry, the Premiership.
1: Well, a lot of ifs in there, Alec. Like you said, if they do this, if they do that, um, Ange Postecoglou will start to be judged in a couple of weeks' time when he plays a football match. And in every competitive match that follows thereafter, So, right now, I would not have an opinion on Ange Postacoglu and whether he will be a successful or unsuccessful Celtic manager because not a ball has been kicked. I am wondering why this man is working under so much uncertainty, why so much time has elapsed and so little has been done in terms of player recruitment and indeed maybe bringing in people to help with the recruitment of players. So... I don't think that it's possible to say Celtic will be challenging for the title when you don't know who will be playing for Celtic. So,
5: so you, they, you're obviously thinking then that you're saying that there's still there's still something going on in the background at Celtic Park.
1: No, my concern for Celtic is there's nothing going on in the background. They haven't signed anyone. No, no, I, but I'm talking about regards to the to the coach,
5: to the to the players, or whatever else. You know what I mean? I can only go. You know, we just own pure football, and I and I, I can just I, I can only believe that my club will go and sign the players that the manager wants.
0: Well,
1: why um, why why has there been so little activity up until now, Alec? you
5: you you're obviously you know me and me because you're the reporter and you're in the football. Well, it, 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 it's not just as easy as getting signing a player and getting him out of the line. There, there could be there could be all sorts of factors, but like I say, the boy Hickey. And again it's enough But if we can get that boy Out of the line He's right And I don't believe That any player That Celtic signing And I can close the boy At the weekend Or whatever I don't believe That any Celtic players That we're signing right now Are projects I believe that every signing That we will make Will be an up With our first team now, player
1: All I said to you was Lee Griffiths To retain a player You already had That's not an addition To the squad To bring in a 20 year old From Sheffield Wednesday he is a project, not a solution. And no other business has been done apart from that, Alec. No other business. Aaron Hickey remains speculation until he's standing at Lennox Town with a Celtic scarf above his head. So they've been linked with plenty of people, but nothing has happened and time is wasting. Well, t-
5: time will only tell you, you know what I mean? The way the way it's mere or less gone and you know, it's as if Celtics getting what afternoon The way I'm looking at, it, uh, Celtic have get more less the free hit next year, this season coming because of the, the, the transition that we're in and everything else.
1: Uh, what, do, Celtic, what what kind of free hit have you got? Well,
5: everybody's more less rating right now Celtic renew because of how strong Rangers are. And they have only won one trophy in nine, one in nine, one in nine. So I don't see anything why that this guy can't come in. Build a team, build a squad, and at the same time, take the title again. Because Rangers are not a great team. Rangers are not a team that the way Brandon Rodgers had a Celtic. Rangers are—they're are, are, not—they're no that.
1: Well, so, I think that's wishful thinking on your part, Alec. Because you've, you've got to sign. Uh, for example, are you happy with the goalkeeping position? If Christopher Iron does go, uh, you've got to sign virtually an entire defence. Um, you know, and so much uncertainty remains about Ryan Christie. Um and Orson Edward, so you know the the Celtic at the moment do not to me seem to be in the right shape, have the right squad strength to think about taking on Rangers.
0: Alex saying it's a free hit and you know he, he's buying into the project that Ange Postecoglou is putting together and it doesn't necessarily you know. It's not vital that Celtic win the league next season because you know it's a project and he's building something. Is is that an opinion you think a lot of the Celtic fans will share? No, um, history would tell you that if Celtic have another
1: bad season and Rangers win the title again, then there'll be much unhappiness. Uh, Celtic fans at the moment, as I say, I pay tribute to them to, to buy over fifty thousand season tickets after the kind of season that they've watched. Uh, is a remarkable demonstration of faith in uh, their club. And for that, I give them due credit. But if you were a betting man, right now, a, a hard-hearted, cynical betting man, you'd look at Rangers and you'd look at Celtic, and right now you would say Rangers will win the league. Alec?
5: Well, again, as you say, that's your opinion, You, that's, that's, that's your opinion, but I'll be going to land, hopefully, Fingers crossed. I'll be going to kids and again, I don't see why my team. Well, let's put it this way: we'll soon know it. We'll, we'll, you know, what I mean? we'll soon know the first all, the first Old uh, Firm game how things are going to go, because if Celtic t- to win that, we're to win that. What a shock that was sent through not only Scottish football, through English football, because you turn Sky Sky Sports so on, you kind of get see, every other day you've you, you Stephen Gerrard in the background. So what a shock way that was sent through.
1: Well, I have to put the other side of the coin to you. What if you don't win it?
5: What if we don't win it again, you've just seen it. Celtic have been slow, dra- dragging the players. We've not got a manager that's 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 capable of winning the league or whatever. So again, every all the pressure to me, I see on Stephen Jarrett this season because if Celtic weren't to win that, his reputation would be in tatters. They'd be in tatters.
0: I mean, would it be in? Tatters, Hugh, after going a full league season unbeaten And having gone as it's, spot six games unbeaten against Celtic Now um, the run that they've got at the moment uh,
1: If he didn't win the league He'd be in a bit of bother um, But, um, as I say At no stage I think Alec is is saying that I am saying that Ange Postecoglou is not capable of winning the title I'm not saying that I'm saying if you were a cold-hearted, cynical betting man Looking at Rangers and looking at Celtic, your money would be on Rangers to win the title.
0: Well, thank you to Alec. That's all we've got time for in terms of calls tonight. Just want to touch on the League Cup quickly. Domestic action back this week. A few good games in there. Partick Thistle and Dunfermline, East Kilbride, Kilmarnock, Dumbarton, St Mirren. Some ties to look forward to. Yeah, I look forward to Ian McCall up against Peter Grant. Partick Thistle and Dunfermline, that'll be a nice quiet dugout. I'm sure it will And a uh, bit of a quiet dugout tonight as well Patrick Thistle of course taking on Rangers That first seas- pre-season friendly That one kicks off in about six minutes or so So it'll be interesting to see how that one pans out Well the team that starts for Rangers
1: In no way, shape or form Represents a team that will start a competitive match For Rangers next season So the bench is the proper group of players And
0: those getting a start Are those who are out to impress Stephen Gerrard well, thank you for all your calls tonight. Thank you to Hugh Evans in the studio as well. I'll be back tomorrow night. I'll give you all the reaction from that Partick Thistle and Rangers friendly. Of course, Celtic in pre-season action on Wednesday against Sheffield Wednesday. And of course, the League Cup starts back on Friday. Lots to look forward to, lots to talk about. But make sure to stick about tonight because Johnny Campbell's up next.